0: We use this phrase, it's usually in the negative. We say, I'm sorry to say that I don't see eye to eye with you on this issue. Um, not seeing eye to eye means disagreement. Uh, the very nature of the phrase communicates an inequality of stature, uh, perhaps also an inequality of power. Um, but what would it take for enemies to start seeing eye to eye? Well, I guess one would have to shift their position. We might imagine that one of them raises themselves up to the height of the other. But the Bible has another idea. Isaiah shows us two parties who actually do see eye to eye, and yet they are as unequal as they come. It's the Lord and His people. Isaiah 52 from verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen. Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. More literally, they will see eye to eye. They will see eye to eye. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. So we have these good tidings, this good news that is being proclaimed. There is... A hope for Jerusalem. Though Jerusalem has been battered by foreign army after foreign army, there is good news coming. The reigning God of heaven will come, will save, and will see eye to eye with his people. Now, is that because the people have raised themselves up into heaven to see eye to eye with God? No, of course not. God has stooped. This eye-to-eye agreement and fellowship, it's all because that the Lord has comforted His people. The word comfort is really important in Isaiah, especially in the second half of the book. Uh, from uh, chapter 40 onwards, this word comfort just keeps coming up again and again. The prophet uses it to describe the Lord's attitude to His people. Let me just pick out the times when the Lord comforts His people Uh, In chapter 40 and verse 1, famously it begins, Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Comfort, comfort, says the Lord. Or then we go to Isaiah chapter 49 and we read this in verse 13. The prophet says, Shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth, burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. The Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. But it goes on Zion says, But the Lord has forsaken me, the Lord has forgotten. The Lord replies, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will never forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands and your walls are ever before me. What an image. The motherly love of a parent who cannot forget her children. And then this idea of engraving God's people on the palms of His hands. What what an image when you realize that the Lord would have His own hands engraved, would have them pierced so that He would never forget His people, so that He would comfort His people forever. So that's Isaiah 49. Then in Isaiah chapter 51, again, we have this theme of comfort from verse 3. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Comfort that will actually restore heaven and earth. Comfort that will actually turn the world right side up and make the deserts bloom. That's Isaiah 51. And then in Isaiah 61... Uh, we read these famous words that Jesus takes on His lips in Luke chapter 4. Isaiah 61 from verse 1, "...the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and and the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort All who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Here is comfort for all who mourn. And then finally, in Isaiah chapter 66, the final chapter of the book, from verse 13, the Lord says this As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Just think of all that the Lord's comfort involves. It's his resolute turning from anger, it's his pardon for all our sins, it's his mercy upon the afflicted ones, it's his renewal of the whole earth, it's his reversal of death and curse, and his tender, motherly compassion. And all because of his steadfast mercy. All because of His comfort. All because of His stooping. All because He condescends to be eye to eye with us. Seeing eye to eye with the Lord is not about us raising ourselves up to God. It means it means Him stooping down to us to be face to face. How is that possible? Well, Isaiah 52 continues by telling us of the Lord who became a servant. A servant who became a lamb. A lamb who was then led to the slaughter. Who can doubt that the Lord wants to comfort us when we see Him join us in our depths. You know, we don't naturally see eye to eye with God. Our lives are not naturally in agreement. We fall far short. Yet look to the cross, and there you see a divine condescension motivated by astounding love. To see Christ and Him crucified is to see eye to eye with God in that encounter we know the almighty compassion of the Prince of Heaven and then we break forth into joy